culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great nation despite the fact that there are some great differences about the uh, capital of the United States of America, the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. What is going on over there? There were a pair of truly nutty so-called reforms that were passed by the city council and one of the things about dc that uh, bothers liberals a lot is the fact that uh, there is the power of congress to override a decision uh, that is made by the city council why because it's a federal city the federal facilities are there and the federal government retains some right to to govern jointly with the local authorities and the city authorities. Of course, that would all change dramatically if uh, D.C. were ever granted statehood, but there's some very encouraging results from uh, these votes to overrule uh, what the Wall Street Journal calls the district of crazy. We will get to that in just a moment. Uh, There's also more about... Ron DeSantis um, maybe, maybe jumping into this presidential race uh, much earlier than people had expected. They had expected him to, to stay and to be the successful governor of Florida that he is and to uh, wait at least until the legislative session was over, which would be in late May or early June. And I know the uh, Bloomberg News is reporting Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is actively preparing his run for president in 2024, even as he delays a formal announcement to keep Republican voters' attention on his aggressively conservative record in Florida, according to people familiar with the plans. Behind the scenes, DeSantis and his tight-knit team of advisors are interviewing national consultants to work on a presidential campaign. A uh, retreat for roughly 150 donors, GOP leaders, and lawmakers is planned for the final weekend this month in February at a hotel in Palm Beach. My guess is it it won't be at Mar-a-Lago. That's, I'm just thinking. Uh, This is where DeSantis will tout his record as governor. Aides are speaking to and vetting operatives in early states such as Iowa, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and South Carolina who could oversee on-the-ground operations and ensure the campaign meets every requirement to qualify for the primaries. And his allies are starting to stand up a super PAC to support his nascent candidacy, according to two people briefed on the plans. Um, Now, part of the advantage that DeSantis has is he has so much money left over that he can use for his presidential race perfectly legally But he has money left over from his landslide victory uh, when he was running for re-election as governor. And uh, again, this is uh, an indication that the election year and the election battle for control of each party, for both parties and for the White House itself, is all heating up uh, much more quickly than people assumed. And uh, then there is this where people in Washington and across the country 
generally express a longing for bipartisanship. Can't you ever work together on something? Well, here is the uh, overruling of District of Columbia policies that are genuinely bipartisan, genuinely bipartisan, with a bunch of Democrats voting with Republicans against the District of Columbia. So what's the story? Wall Street Journal writes, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders said in her response to the State of the Union address last week that voters face a choice between common sense and crazy. An example of the latter, meaning crazy, was on display last week when the House of Representatives rejected a pair of laws passed by the District of Columbia City Council. In votes last Thursday, the House overturned a rewrite of the criminal code passed by the city council last year and a brand new law that granted non-citizens the right to vote in local elections. Now, they can do that in local elections. The city of New York has done that. And it is a terrible idea, as I've said very consistently. I mean, why... Why is it helpful to take away every incentive for people to become citizens, to erase every distinction between citizens and non-citizens? I I say this as the son of naturalized Americans. I mean, my, my, my mom was born in Germany. She became a naturalized American. She was very proud when she got her citizenship. You have to work for it. My grandparents all were naturalized citizens and were very proud of getting their citizenship. Why, why do you take that away? It's, it's nutty. Uh, in votes Thursday, the House overturned a rewrite of the criminal code passed by the city council last year and a new law that granted non-citizens the right to vote in local elections. Congress has oversight over the district under the U.S. Constitution, and the votes were significantly bipartisan. The D.C. Council uh, overrode a veto by the Democratic mayor, Muriel Bowser, to ease sanctions, uh, sentences on carjackings, burglary, and other felonies, even as carjackings and theft have become an epidemic in the city. It's hard to think of a more reality-free indulgence of progressive ideology. You could use the term idiocy. The House vote was 250 to 173 with 31 Democrats joining all of the GOP. Minnesota Democrat Angie Craig, who voted with the majority, in other words, she crossed over to support the Republicans on this, was assaulted in the elevator of apartment building the same day as the vote, and she had to fight off her assailant uh, with... uh, pepper spray and using her purse. It was a tiger in the elevator where she lived. The vote to overturn the non-citizen voting bill was even larger, 260 to 162, with 42 Democrats joining the GOP. The D.C. law grants non-citizen residents of the district the right to vote in local elections. This includes illegal immigrants as well as diplomats from foreign countries such as China, that uh, don't allow free elections. An estimated 50,000 non-citizens would be eligible to vote in a resident population of some 700,000. 
The uh, House measures face an uncertain vote of uh, fate in the Senate. In order for these to be struck down, it has to be uh, overridden by both the House and the Senate. So they, uh, but it will be revealing to see the votes of the Democrats up for re-election in 2024. Our guess is that Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will allow some of those Democrats to vote with the House, but not enough to get to 60 votes and break a filibuster. We hope Democrats lock the doors on their cars and don't dally too long at gasoline stations in a district in the district lest they also become carjacking victims some democrats who voted not to override claim the house measures are anti-democratic because they overrule the intent of the elected city council but the constitution gives congress the power to supervise the district because of its special characteristics as the seat of the federal government and then they conclude that uh, Congress rarely strikes down D.C. laws, but it has an obligation to overturn crazy progressive ideas that make the district more dangerous and dilute the franchise. And where else do they have crazy progressive ideas? Hey, how about a little quick trip to Portland, Oregon? We will be right back on The Medved Show. Michael Medved show. Uh, yes, it's not just Washington, D.C. that is uh, sometimes the great example and uh, national capital of uh, ideological fanaticism on the left. Uh, sometimes uh, you get the same kind of slant from uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, Bill Maher on his show on Friday highlighted an L.A. Times story on Portland and uh, talked uh, about how it has been plagued, surprise, surprise, by crime and homelessness. Uh, clip 16. I mean, almost all cities are democratically run. And this is one of the big talking points on the right, is that cities in America are falling apart. They're run by Democrats. Why aren't we blaming the Democrats? Okay, this is the L.A. Times, very liberal Democratic paper, shootings, theft, and other crime test cities' progressive strain. And they go into the specifics, the number of unhoused people jumped, shootings in the city have tripled, homicides are at a record high, lower-level crimes like vehicles being stolen. Uh, the Democrat there in Port on the Portland City Commission said, you don't have to watch Fox News to look around Portland and say this is not cool. This is a big Achilles heel for the Democrats, is it not? Oh, they need to get out in front of it. They need to... I want a Democrat to stand up and say, you know, some people belong in jail. You know, the rapists, the murderers... The One clap for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I, but I, they I, do. I, I think that's very interesting. <laughs> that, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's just pause there. One person is like, yes, some people belong in jail. Everybody else is, no, they don't. Nobody belongs in jail. I but agree. Okay, that's uh, Paul Begala who was with him. Paul Begala, political consultant who helped to frame the Clinton campaigns. He was uh, at one time the uh, partner in a consultancy with uh, uh, with um, uh, James Carville. Exactly, they were uh, working together. 
in any event, he uh, 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 Paul Begala goes on, and uh, he talks about the people that the Democrats supposedly care about, who actually end up as victims of crime. Listen. And for Democrats and my fellow liberals, it's the people we supposedly care about who are the victims of crime. Here. Correct. You know, Elon Musk is not going to get a stupid Tesla carjacked, right? It's poor people. It's working people. They're the victims of crime. And by the way, if you look at all the, the polling and the voting, it's those folks who are voting for more security, more safety, more and better cops. And it's the white liberals who want to defund the police. It's, it's not actually the heart of the Democratic Party. Uh, and uh, look, that is a uh, a very relevant statement and a very relevant perspective, particularly where you take a look at some of the uh, the foolishness and the contradictions in a um, uh, an ongoing Senate race, which is already heating up in California. And this is truly bizarre because uh, Diane Feinstein, could be running for her seventh term. I mean, seventh term, that means she's been in the Senate 36 years. Uh, and she uh, has not announced yet whether she's running or not, but a bunch of other people have announced they are running and potentially running against her. And this is very complicated because in California, they have the same kind of primary system we have here in the state of Washington. There's no Democratic primary. So that there will be all these Democrats running against one another and two of them who get the most votes and they almost surely will both be Democrats, though it is possible that if there were some strong Republican candidate uh, with uh, six or seven Democratic candidates splitting the Democratic votes, they could actually get a, Demo a Republican candidate into the general election. Wouldn't that be a surprise in any event? Katie Porter, who is one of the uh, very, very progressive members of the House of Representatives, says a black woman should replace Dianne Feinstein. Okay, but she's still running for office. Uh, repro and uh, Katie Porter is not a black woman. <laughs> and the idea that she thinks that a black woman should replace Dianne Feinstein, but she's not willing to withdraw... She's still running. Uh, Barbara Lee, a representative from Oakland who is black, is planning to formally launch her campaign for Senate in California by the end of February, according to a person with knowledge of the plans who said Lee is timing her announcement to coincide with Black History Month. Uh, representative Adam Schiff cannot really coordinate his campaign with Black History Month. Uh, and Katie Porter They've already launched their campaigns, and Senator Dianne Feinstein, who's 89 years young, uh, hasn't said whether she is running again, but is widely expected to retire at the end of her term. Ali is seen as an underdog against Schiff and Porter, and who knows who else? I mean, again, there are people, and they do this every time there's a seat that might be open. Uh, they're talking about Dwayne Johnson, The Rock running for Senate. I mean, this is, of course, would be something that Donald Trump would relish. Be He particularly dislikes Adam Schiff, who tried to get him impeached twice and removed from office. Did get him impeached, but did not get him removed from office. But uh, The Rock against um, the, uh, uh, the member of Congress who... Uh, 
President Trump regularly uh, designates as pencil neck, that uh, that would be interesting. Oh, and we're talking about Bill Maher before. He was also uh, talking about a new complaint from the Taliban who uh, have uh, said very publicly now that they're not having a good time trying to govern Afghanistan. Why not? Uh, listen. I saw that this week. I saw what I thought was the funniest story I've seen in a long time about the Taliban being upset about having to govern now. And it's true, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to be the revolutionary. You know, it's a lot of jihad is fun. It just is. <laughs> but then you win. They won. And now they have to, like, govern this country. So Vice News, which I used to be a part of, uh, they did this whole story on they interviewed a lot of these Taliban commanders who are now living in the capital, Kabul, and they don't like it. Uh, one of them said, I miss the jihad life <laughs> for all the good things it had. I love this. Husafa, a former sniper. <laughs> said life was simple and free during jihad the Taliban used to be free of restrictions but now we sit in one place behind a desk don't you hate that when you're... <laughs> and, and then he uh, goes on to take it to the next level of concern listen oh we will get to that uh, coming up on the Michael Medved show and with the uh, Taliban having a tough time governing, it's not just them. There are also the problems of George Santos, which are just unbelievable in uh, terms of their their variety and depth. And uh, again, there's a, a little bit of missing money that's unaccounted for in his campaign. It turns out it's... Uh, $365,399.08 in unexplained spending. What could he have spent it on? We will get to that and more on the Medved Show. The Medved Show, the uh, Vice website, is uh, reporting that the Taliban may have won the war in Afghanistan, but the jihadists who once spent their days riding horses in the countryside are now stuck behind a desk, lamenting their boring computer jobs, spending all their time on Twitter, high rent, and commutes to work. It has been almost two years since the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan and the Taliban took over, and what a job they've done, huh? In that time, the country's new leaders have had time to take over its industries, occupy its buildings, and get very bored with the day-to-day -day drudgery of running the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. And uh, Bill Maher speculates a little bit on some of the impact and uh, the, the uh, nature of that boredom. Listen. So we looked into it a little further. There are some other complaints the Taliban have about working at the office. Would you like to hear some of their... Uh, I thought you might. Um, for example, uh, I keep getting my beard stuck in the copier. Is an, is a, uh, I can't find wingtips that go, go with my suicide vest. Uh, the snack machine is always out of opium. It's, uh, I'm getting carpal tunnel in my beheading hand. Yeah, that's... I tell coworkers I used to blow up statues of Buddha, and they say, okay, boomer. 
I was due for a promotion, and who did they give it to? The warlord's son. Uh, no women are allowed to work here, but HR still makes us sit through a sexual harassment seminar. And of course, you try running accounts payable without Jews. <laughs> um, look, the uh, he's he's funny and politically increasingly astute. I mean, he he, he by the way has already caused a uh, a number of his old friends in the Hollywood liberal community to wonder what's gotten into Bill Maher which is far more balanced and uh, probing uh, sort of commentary that he's given to now. Uh, speaking of commentary, there is a, a great deal to be said about uh, the most celebrated of all the new members of the freshman class in the House of Representatives. I'm talking about George Santos, the Call great pretender. Liar. Call me a liar. I, I faked my way to Congress, which is absolutely amazing. I like blowing stories that are not there up. Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender. I'm Jewish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. I'm not a facade. I'm not a persona. Call me a liar. No, it's not false at all. No, no, not false at all. Certainly not. Um, the uh, New York Times over the weekend, a month after he declared his intention to run for Congress in 2020, that was the first race that he lost. He actually won in 2022. George Santos uh, asked an old lawyer friend of his to do him a favor. The police in Pennsylvania were seeking him on a theft charge. But it was all a mistake. Could his lawyer friend help clear things up? She agreed, recalling later that the charge was eventually dismissed and then expunged. And Mr. Santos's friend now questions whether she unknowingly enabled him to get away with a crime. I should have never gotten involved with him, said the friend, Tiffany Bogosian. He should have went to jail, she says. And I wish nothing but bad things for him. Another lovely relationship. The charge concerned nine checks totaling $15,125 for Mr. Uh, Santos's account, uh, according to an email that Ms. Bogosian sent to the Pennsylvania authorities. On the memo lines of six checks, the purpose was listed as puppy. At the same time, Mr. Santos was running a group called Friends of Pets United, which uh, he has described as an animal rescue charity. Mr. Santos was charged after the checks bounced, all of them, uh, according to Politico, which first reported the case. Days later, his charity held an adoption event at a Staten Island pet store. Ms. Bogosian, a lawyer in New York City, agreed to send an email to the Pennsylvania State Police. She said in an interview that Mr. Santos told her that his checkbook had been stolen. Uh, the case, she said, was eventually expunged. 
The revelation that Mr. Santos was charged criminally in 2017 comes as federal investigations are looking into animal charity, his animal charity. Mr. Santos ran the charity between 2015 and 2018, which he has claimed helped rescue and get adopted 2,500 dogs. The problem is there's no evidence of that at all. Uh, Prosecutors in Brazil have also uh, revived a criminal case against him there that involves check fraud. Uh, Mr. Santos' lawyer offers no comment. Mr. Santos was charged in York County, Pennsylvania, November 2017 with theft by deception, but the uh, record was expunged in November 2021, leaving no trace of the case in state or county records. Ms. Bogosian said that Mr. Santos told her he did not write the checks that were bouncy checks, fake checks, and only learned about the charge after he discovered that the police in New York had a warrant out for his arrest. This is a perfect candidate for Congress. What could be better, right? In her email, Ms. Bogosian said that Mr. uh, Santos had been a victim of fraud, pointing out that the signatures differed on each one of the bounced checks and that none of them matched the signatures on Mr. Santos's driver's license. It is not the first time that Mr. DeSantos claimed to have been the victim of a robbery. In 2016, court records show he told a judge in an eviction case that his rent was late because he was mugged on his way to pay it. In a 2022 interview with a Brazilian podcast reported uh, on MSNBC, he said that he had been robbed on Fifth Avenue and had the shoes stolen off his feet. Sounds likely. Could happen to anybody. Mr. Sandhaus has also faced scrutiny for how he handled funds raised for Friends of Pets United. A veteran, Rich Ostoff, has said that he never received the $3,000 that Mr. Santos raised on GoFundMe so that Mr. Ostoff's dog could have life-saving surgery. A New Jersey farm owner has said Mr. Santos never gave her the proceeds from an event the charity hosted on her behalf. And even as Mr. Santos uh, told people Friends of Pets United was running a tax-exempt nonprofit, the Internal Revenue Service and officials in New York and New Jersey said he was not registered with them. The owner of the Staten Island Pet Store who hosted some of Mr. Santos's charity adoption events also raised questions about how he handled checks. After one such gathering at the store, Pet Oasis, Mr. Santos asked the owner... Daniel Avasado to write a check for donations out to him. According to Mr. Avasado, Mr. Avasado instead addressed the check to Friends of Pets United, but later looked at his bank records and saw that the check had been altered to be made out in Mr. Santos's name. Now, now there's a great deal of this. Some of it is statute of limitation stuff, but there's more. A George Santos and the case of the missing $365,000. And this is its just an unbelievable levels of fraud, and it goes on and on. There's also a teacher in trouble because he uh, used an image of, a, uh, of an orangutan eating a banana for Black History Month. Sound offensive? Yeah, it does. We'll get to that and more coming up.
And on the Michael Medved Show, honestly, this latest piece is extraordinarily detailed, and uh, it's uh, also extraordinarily damaging. Uh, the uh, representative, George Spantos, has spent his campaign money in plenty of conspicuous ways, from lavish hotel stays in Las Vegas and Palm Beach, which is, of course, where you'd go if you're campaigning for a congressional district in Long Island. Why wouldn't you go to Las Vegas and Palm Beach? Uh, to an unusual slew of payments for exactly $199.99, two cents below the threshold where receipts are required. But deep within Mr. Santos' campaign filings, the New York Times found another eye-catching number, 365000 $399.08 in unexplained spending with no record of where it went or for what purpose. Now, now, first of all, these are huge amounts for a congressional race. The mysterious expenditures list no recipient and offer no receipts. They account for nearly 12% of the Santos campaign total reported expenses, many times exceeding what is typical for congressional candidates. Fellow New York House members, for example, failed to itemize between 0 and 2% of their expenses this past cycle. Um, do you want to try to guess? Anyone, 1-800-955-1776, where the $365,399.08 went. And again, where this money came from, it also, as they've been looking at his campaign expenditures, he uh, has a, most of those campaign expenditures are not only not attributed in terms of where they were spent, but where they came from. Uh, who would put all the the money in this guy's campaign? Uh, there's there's still more, and there's new information, brand new, about apparently stealing dogs. Um, the the extraordinary range and imagination of his various criminal enterprises, and he's only 34 years old. Um, I, I would just guess, and no, I didn't bet on the Super Bowl, and I would have bet on the Eagles anyway, so shame on me. Uh, but um, that I would bet that George DeSantis is, will be far more likely to uh, next year be... Did I say DeSantis? Oh, George Santos, excuse me. Um and we have to correct that. Uh, in any event, I would be guessing he would be far more likely to be spending uh, the two years after 2024 in prison of some kind than in any position in the House of Representatives. Uh, there is this. Uh, we talked a, a little bit before about the Philly fans rioting. And it apparently was a riot with several hours of battles with the Philadelphia police who are known to be and proud to be tough and effective. But uh, ahead of the game, there were Philly fans in attendance 
at uh, at Phoenix at the uh, Super Bowl, and the Dallas Cowboys quarterback uh, Dak Prescott was honored. He was receiving a humanitarian award on the field for his work in various philanthropies. And it's a nice thing. It's a regular award that they give at the NFL. And when he was introduced, the Philly fans, well, listened to the reaction. This year's award to Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Being named Walter Payton Man of the Year is one of the highest honors of my entire career. And now, let me welcome your newest Walter Payton Man of the Year, Dak Prescott. Why do you get booed for a humanitarian award? Of course, Philadelphia fans are famous for booing the Easter Bunny, uh, which which has happened during a, a Phillies game once upon a time. And uh, then also at, at the Super Bowl, something worth booing, the uh, the holding call penalty that actually sealed the Philadelphia Eagles' loss at the very end of the Super Bowl. It sounded like this, as it was just described in broadcasts. Mahomes, pressure, lofting one, end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Hang on, there's a penalty. Prior to the pass, holding. Number 24, defense, five-yard penalty, automatic, first down. Okay, uh, and uh, meanwhile, there was also a Super Bowl ad from a Chinese online retailer named Timu. Uh, would you want to use a, a Chinese outlet that sounded like this in its advertisement, clip 14? I like it. Yep, it's mine. The prices blow my mind. I feel so rich. Oh yeah. I feel like a billionaire. I'm shopping like a billionaire. Download the Timu app and shop like a billionaire. Shop like a billionaire. Uh-huh. Um there's somehow it seems that may not be in line with Maoist ideology, but then again, uh, there's a certain inconsistency in the Chinese government, do you think, and in their economic system. Meanwhile, uh, inconsistency in uh, Hollywood, uh, where they have released several films with a Valentine's Day theme. There's a romantic comedy with uh, two very talented stars, Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. It's called Your Place or Mine. Listen. Now it's time for Medved's Entertainment Minute. Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher play best friends who've maintained their connection despite the 3,000-mile difference separating their homes in L.A. and New York, respectively. But when they swap houses and lives for a week, there's the unexpected possibility their relationship could be something more in Your Place or Mine, now streaming on Netflix. You and I tell each other everything, right? Always. 
I think I may have met someone. I found myself thinking about her. You have to tell her. It's too late. All you have to do is take a chance. I don't take chances. So what are you going to do? Well, what she does do seems more inevitable than startling, but the likability of the well-played characters makes up for the predictable plot. Veteran character actor Steve Zahn is on hand to play Reese Witherspoon's eccentric neighbor, while Wesley Kimmel is winning as her maladjusted preteen son. It's rated PG-13 despite an emphasis on several sex scenes. Two and a half stars for Your Place or Mine. And on the MedVed show coming up, uh, the uh, there's a prominent historian who says there is one contemporary politician and only one who really does seem to be similar to Lincoln. So who is she? We will tell you next time on the MedVed show. And Nick Eberstadt a uh, somebody who's written all about the American working class and its problems and possibilities says there is a revolution going on. It's a gigantic revolution and it's an anti-work revolution. So how does that, you'll pardon the expression, work? We will get into that next time on the Medved Show with Nick Eberstadt. And yes, thousands of children are missing. I'm talking about schools, students. Uh, where did all the students go? Hundreds of thousands of students around the country who disappeared from public schools during the pandemic and didn't resume their studies anywhere else. What are they doing now? We'll talk with Ian Rowe, educational policy expert, uh, about that. And uh, apparently preschoolers are having a problem accidentally eating their parents' uh, gummies. Uh, why is that a problem? Because they're pot gummies, uh, and pot as in weed gummies. And uh, then there is still the question of Amish uh, country fa farmers who say that George Santos not only gave them bad checks, but actually took their golden retriever puppies. I mean, dealing with puppies and stolen shoes and bad checks and mystery campaign contributions, uh, there surely is more to come in this greatest nation on God's green earth.